you know, Gordon Gekko said greed is good, right? And basically our entire government is based on that. Uh, our government has been sold to the highest bidder. Um, and what's amazing to me is it's very rare because, the, because corruption is so baked into, the, baked into the cake, corruption is so baked into the cake of our politics, it's really not thought of as abnormal uh, when there's something so corrupt uh, or statements are made that in, in, in most like ethical areas, people would want to vomit from how disgusting it is. So before I get to, uh, before I get to um, the statement, I want to show you an illustration. An illustration. There is our friend Joe Biden. There is our friend, uh, the uber, uber progressive uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein from uh, California. Why are they just running up stairs with a giant pit of gold at the top? Why is this? Well, we get emails uh, every night, Jen and I, because uh, we're signed up, where Joe Biden, and to, to be honest with you, to Joe Biden's credit, to Joe Biden's credit, uh, he uh, allows uh, press into his corrupt fundraisers. So this, we wouldn't know this information that I'm about to share with you if there wasn't uh, press allowed in the fundraiser. <laughs> we get these emails and it's, usually, it's of a report from the fundraiser, what was said, who was there, all that. So last night I get an email and I just could not believe what Diane Feinstein said to wrap up this fundraiser. I mean, I could believe it, I could believe it, but it just shows you everything that's wrong and frankly, why Elizabeth Warren isn't gonna do it, why Harris, Kamala Harris don't do it, and no one's gonna do it other than Bernie. Let me, let me read a little bit uh, from this fundraiser for you. Former Vice President Joe Biden spoke to about 100 donors at the San Francisco home of Senator Dianne Feinstein and her husband, financier Richard Bloom. If you look into Dianne Feinstein, financier Richard Bloom, just so happens financier Richard Bloom has very, very, very much profited off of his wife, Dianne Feinstein. But I digress. Guests spotted in the crowd, including San Francisco Giants president and CEO Larry Bauer and Oakland Mayor Libby Schaff, who has endorsed California Senator Kamala Harris, but not Biden. Guests noshed on salami and prosciutto and various cheeses and nuts beforehand. The minimum donation to get in was $1,000 per person. Well, I mean, $1,000, pretty damn cheap for a little salami and cheese, huh? $1,000 a person. Biden spoke for nearly 30 minutes, took a couple questions, yada, yada, yada. He spoke about, uh, he spoke about uh, President Trump, obviously, uh, how our children are listening and Trump is a bad, bad man and our children are listening. Uh, and he talked about uh, his international experience, Biden said, while he was in office. Biden spoke of Trump winning in ap uh, apocalyptic terms, apocalyptic terms terms, I tell you. We can handle, God willing, four years of Donald Trump. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult to reconstruct domestic policy so it reflects who we are, Biden said. And who is that? We'll find out later. But eight years of Donald Trump, I don't think this is hyperbole. Eight years of Donald Trump will fundamentally change the nature of who we are. Well, it just so happens Joe Biden uh, and Dianne Feinstein, they told you 
who they actually are. And I'm no friend. I'm no fan of Trump. We do need to defeat Trump. Let's take a look at what was said to end the fundraiser. I think we should go upstairs. There's a lot of major donors. Take a picture with them. Biden then went upstairs. Feinstein told the gathering, please, 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 don't take anything for granted. Help as much you can. No, this isn't, this isn't the onion. This is what was said. You want it one more time? Here we go. I think we should go upstairs. There's a lot of major donors. Take a picture with them, Joe. Biden then went upstairs. Feinstein told the gathering. Please, please, please don't take anything for granted. Help as much as you can. In illustrated form. Joe, go upstairs and kiss the ring, I tell you. The donors are waiting for you, Joe. The donors are waiting. Go upstairs, Joe. The money's upstairs, Joe. I mean, I guess this is not surprising that something like this would be upset, uh, would be said, but this is what the Democratic Party is offering. This is what the DNC is offering. They are offering Trump is the Antichrist. Trump is antithetical to our values. Trump is terrible for our children and, you know, our very, who we are and the, the, what does Joe Biden say? The soul of America and all this jazz. Put us back in so we could just be corrupt behind closed doors. This is the Democratic Party sales pitch. Sure, Elizabeth Warren's giving a different sales pitch. Not as corrupt. Sounds progressive. But ultimately, what our politics is, what the Democratic Party is offering, is a sprint up the stairs to kiss the ring, take the pictures with Mr. and Mrs. Wall Street banker, fossil fuel executive, real estate executive, pharmaceutical executive, Silicon Valley executive, and every last one of those plutocratic, revolving door, usual suspect Neanderthals. So why does this matter? Why does this matter that Dianne Feinstein ended the fundraiser saying, all right, Joe, time to, time to stop playing around. Let's walk up the stairs. Our, our puppet masters, our sugar daddies and sugar mommies are waiting upstairs to take a picture with you and write the check. Why does that matter? Because this kind of politics is how you're going to lose again to President Trump. I don't care what the polls said. The polls were wrong in 2016. There is a Trump voter, a hidden Trump voter that does not show up on polls because they don't share with pollsters that they want to vote for Donald Trump. Just like I believe right now, Bernie Sanders is being... um, his numbers are uh, definitely, definitely showing up smaller than I think they are because the Sanders campaign is working hard to expand the electorate to get people who traditionally do not vote out to vote. 
And those people will not show up on polls because pollsters don't call those people because they don't vote. But what, what's amazing, not only is Joe Biden corrupt, not only is Dianne Feinstein corrupt, you put a gun to my head, it, it, you know, obviously Trump's corrupt too, but is this going to make, is Joe Biden's brand of politics going to make the uninspired, t- tends to not vote, or African-American or Latino come out? in Ohio or Michigan or Wisconsin or Pennsylvania or Arizona is in play. I know Trump is the Antichrist, but they need to be inspired to come out and vote for something. Is, is, this, is this the way to inspire people? It's a disaster. It's a disaster. Joe Biden is a disaster. And if you need any more proof, if that's not enough proof, Joe, Dianne Feinstein and Joe Biden basically sprinting upstairs sprinting upstairs to, you know, kiss the ring of the donors. Joe Biden's numbers just came out. Not so good. Not so good. April uh, to June was the uh, second quarter of the year. This was Joe Biden's first uh, quarter because he announced late. He raised $21.5 million uh, in that quarter, an average donation of $49 uh, a a donor. Well, from July to September, he's down six million, down six million dollars. Average donation down to forty-four dollars, so that's a little bit better for him. But Joe Biden, the former vice president of the United States, leading in the polls. This and and you know what? I almost feel bad saying pathetic because, like in the old days, raising fifteen million dollars would be a big, big deal. Fifteen million dollars, not a small amount. But when compared to Bernie Sanders, who's just raised more money than any other uh, politician in this campaign, $25 million, over $25 million he raised in this same time period, $10 million more than Joe Biden. Part of, uh, and it's, 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 it looks, uh, all right, $10 million, but it's actually way more than that, if you think about it, because Bernie Sanders' average donation is $18 a donor which means he has way more donors than Joe Biden, which means he has way more grassroots support than Joe Biden. Also a problem for Joe Biden, which I said after this $21.5 million second quarter, I said something, the problem for people like Biden, as well as Harris, a lot of their big money, that $21.5 million, came from plutocrats who gave max donations of $2,800. That's the max you could give. Problem with that, they can't give again. Whereas Bernie's getting uh, most of his donations from Walmart workers, Amazon workers, teachers, nurses, working people that could donate again and again and again and again. Biden there's only so much rich, there's only almost so many rich people, caviar and champagne to go around. A lot of his donors are maxing out. This is bad news for Biden because it shows he's fading. The, the, the last vice president of the United States who was vice president to a wildly popular uh, president and Barack Obama should not be out, uh, should not be outraised by a small town mayor from South Bend, Indiana. Theoretically, he shouldn't be outraised by Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders, but he is. And to her credit, Elizabeth Warren's numbers came out today. She raised $24 million, so about a million less than Bernie Sanders, but still $24 million, a hell of a lot of money. 
So, you know, I have my issues with Warren. We report on it here, but we got to be honest, she raised a lot of money too. What's, what's really standing out to me about this is I think you're going to start to see Biden's drop with the uh, fundraising. I think you're going to start to see this reflected in the actual polls. Right now, Warren, in, most, in a lot of national polls, has moved ahead of Biden by three or four points. Um, and in many of the early state polls, as I described yesterday for you, uh, it's basically a three-way tie right now. The latest poll in California, uh, it's between Bernie and Biden in Ohio. Warren is several points behind both of them in Ohio. It's about, a th- it's about Biden and Bernie are almost t- basically tied in Nevada. Uh, so Iowa, uh, Bernie's a little further behind right now, even though a lot of those polls are nonsense. So what's what's really standing out to me, Bernie Sanders needs to go for the jugular against Joe Biden in this next debate. In fairness, you know, we'll see how he feels uh, as the campaign and Jane, his wife, updated yesterday. He'll be leaving the hospital this weekend, barring any changes. Uh, and then he's going to go back home to Vermont for a few days. So he should be well rested for this debate. Obviously, the last debate, you know, his voice was almost gone. Uh, wasn't peak Bernie. He'll ha- he'll be rested for this one. Uh, I think Jimmy Dore, Jimmy Dore spoke about it. Uh, in an interview I think I saw him do uh, on the Hill. Uh, Other people have spoken about it. Bernie Sanders needs to realize you have no friends right now in politics. Elizabeth Warren's not your friend. Bernie, uh, Joe Biden is not your friend. You you can make up later in life. They are your competitors and they are your enemies. And they are enemies to what you're trying to achieve, particularly Joe Biden. So he and, it, and there's going to be 12 people on stage. So he's going to have to force his way into that because I they'd be all the candidates would be lucky if they get more than 30 seconds to speak. So Bernie Sanders really, really needs to fight like his life depends on it. Fight like his life depends on it, politically speaking, because it does. Because I think if Bernie Sanders comes with that working class fight. If Bernie Sanders points out these very fundraisers Joe Biden's doing, where uh, Feinstein and him are jogging up to the money pit, if Bernie Sanders starts aggressively saying, "Well, how are you gonna how are you gonna lift the middle class when you've helped crush the middle class with NAFTA and TPP?" and explain in a simple way that people can understand why those trade deals have created the economic malaise we're in, why those trade deals have single-handedly those trade deals are in large part why you have that. And a jobs report that just came out today showing wages again stagnant and slipping. Booming economy. Yeah, for who? It ain't booming for you and I, that's for sure. So I think Bernie Sanders, right now, his best chance to get back in it to where it's basically a three-way race because right now, in a lot of the polls, Bernie is slightly behind. I don't look. I don't take every single poll as gospel because a lot of them undersample younger voters. A lot of them have a small sample size. And again, I think there's a hidden Bernie vote that's not showing up in these polls because they are targeting voters who people who don't vote, which won't show up in the polls. But if Bernie, the the, the most ripe fruit for him to pick at and gain, is Biden, because a lot of Biden supporters, amazingly to me. Nice people probably, but probably aren't getting informed from this terrible media, which I'm about to show you about that. Make less than $50,000, but still support Joe Biden. 
uh, and only have high school degrees and still support Joe Biden. They don't know that they're voting against their own interests. That's what Bernie Sanders needs to show. To me, would it be good for him to separate himself a little bit from Elizabeth Warren? Yes, absolutely. But I think what he really, really needs to do, what he really, really needs to do is neutralize Biden and make it more of a direct contest between him and Warren. Because I think a direct contest between him and Warren, I think Bernie Sanders wins that contest. But Biden is Biden is a weak front runner. He's basically tied now for as a front runner. He there's no there there. You want to recapture the soul of America? Well, this is Joe Biden's soul. This is Joe Biden's soul. Only Bernie Sanders can expose it. He can't depend on the New York Times, who is part of this debate. He certainly can't uh, depend on CNN, who is moderating this debate. Only him can point these things out. And he's going to have more rest than he's probably had in four years. Because as I talked about this week, Bernie Sanders has been campaigning since 2015. He never stopped after he lost that primary. I want to show you this video, and I think the Bernie campaign should hire this guy like yesterday. It was unbelievable. I can't. I thought this was from the campaign, but it was from somebody called. Uh, his name is um, Matt Orfalea. Matt Orfalea. Uh, that's his YouTube channel. If you want to subscribe, uh, I'm just going to play it, and then we'll talk about it after. Here we go. And I don't think that's a good look for the Democratic Party. I see him as sort of a, a not pro-woman candidate. You may have heard the term Bernie bro. The Bernie bro, right? Somebody who's a bit younger, uh, whiter, I think, than the, the overall Democratic primary. I'm with my magnificent vanilla brother named Bernie Sanders. Socialism has been a manifest uh, disaster. Alec would still be here today if I had known that I could come to Canada. Alec Smith died after trying to ration a vial of insulin when he couldn't afford more. So his idea about, you know, free health care, he, he has seen the manifest atrocities that have occurred under socialism. $1,000 got me six months of insulin for my son. And still less than what I paid a month in the United States. Gloria Steinem has suggested that younger women are supporting Bernie Sanders so they can meet boys. Hello, Bernie. We lost our condo, got foreclosed on because of my medical bills. Like, I don't understand young women who support him. I trust that Bernie Sanders is going to fight for health care and to lower prescription costs. Of all the presidential candidates, you're the one that I trust. <laughs> Thank you so much for what you're doing. You're just giving us a hobby. Thank you. And we got your back. I think he comes off as, as mean. I think he's disparaging. I don't want to overpromise here. Bernie Sanders makes my skin crawl, and I can't even identify for you what exactly it is. Bernie Sanders has done nothing between 2016 and today. Thank you for everything you've done these last few years. You've helped to reset our political discourse and are demanding that we center our politics around justice and equity. I am hopeful because right now, there is a mass movement of people from all over this country rising up. Thank you, all very much. you know, I don't really 
I don't hide. Um, I think it's important to just be transparent as a journalist. I've always made clear that uh, I'm a Bernie guy. Um, it doesn't affect, you know, the facts that I report. If, if I had something suspect or I found something suspect uh, about Bernie, I'd, I'd report it. It's amazing. That is an amazing video. Uh, that's an amazing video. Uh, I think why that video stood out to me and honestly, like, gets me slightly emotional. I might be criticized for that, for saying that, that you're a Bernie bro and you're not a journalist, but I'm just being honest. Why that stands out to me is because what I saw there, and I don't want to speak for Jen, but I, I think she would agree. What I saw there is why I do what I do. Um, I remember when I spoke with Jenk in 2015 about coming on board with the Young Turks uh, to cover the campaign, you know, to tell you the truth, I was, I guess I was kind of a typical, like, Democrats are better than Republicans kind of person. Um, I, I certainly wasn't pro-establishment, but I wasn't, I didn't know as much as I know now, you know? Um, because I hadn't seen that much. You know, I had traveled internationally a bit, but I hadn't traveled in this country enough. Um, and quick, uh, very quickly uh, traveling in 2016, not just the campaign trail, but other stories, I, I learned this, is, this, this country is corrupt. This country at its core is not only corrupt, but evil um, and you know people might say to that then leave but I think it's worth it to fight for what it could be and what I what I that's why the more I went on the road and I met people similar to in that video people that are struggling to make it people that don't have health care people that are being poisoned by water and lead people that are being shot at while praying because a pipeline is being rammed through their community uh, people that, you know, are being lied to by their government, people being forced out of their apartments with no notice due to greed. I could go on and on. Why I started thinking, obviously, you know, I, I was let go. But before I was let go, I, I Jen and I were already discussing go, us going out on our own and doing this because I felt there's a real alternate reality that's in this country. The reality that I see out on the road uh, is not depicted in the New York Times. It's not depicted on CNN. It's not depicted anywhere. Because in reality, and I know I cover the corporate media quite a bit, if we had the money, to tell you the truth, I would hire a full-time person just to expose the corporate media and do nothing else but expose the corporate media. The reason I find that more so important is not for clickbait. It's not to get views. It's because... The corporate media is essentially one giant super PAC for Wall Street. The corporate media is basically one giant super PAC for big oil. The corporate media is basically one giant super PAC for big pharma. The corporate media is basically one big super PAC for evil private foundations. The corporate media is basically one giant super PAC for big real estate, for Silicon Valley. That's what the corporate media is. It's not actual journalism. Are there some good stories? Yeah, one out of ten maybe. 
But the corporate media exists to cover that up, to cover up what he showed you in that video. I think why that video is so powerful to me, that's why we launched that as coup, to, to try and expose what was shown in that video, what's really going on, because nothing, nothing, you know, nothing changes fundamentally. It's, it, there's two things you need. You need a political revolution, and that's what I believe Bernie is presenting, uh, lower-level candidates are presenting, but you also need to wake more people up that aren't already with you, right? You need to wake up more people that don't pay attention to politics, that are so apathetic or fed up that they don't pay attention or that don't know. If my mother's still watching, I love my mother to death, but she is one of those people that works six, seven days a week, works very hard, and doesn't have time to know what's going on. And when she does have off, because she has a small business, she just wants to watch mindless TV. You know, there's a lot of people like that. The goal, I think what Bernie is doing, and I hope what we're doing, even though we have a lot against us, but I think another thing that stood out to me, to tell you the truth, I know the media is very afraid of Bernie Sanders. If I had my druthers, I would regulate the hell out of the corporate media where they are mandated to have certain types of guests on, of certain socioeconomic ladders, social racial groups, certain uh, income groups, certain gender groups, a lot. Because what you're seeing is out of touch, intentionally out of touch, mostly wealthy, frankly, members of the bourgeoisie. That's why you have people, oh, Bernie Sanders makes my skin crawl. Oh, Bernie Sanders, he shouts, he yells. Well, maybe you need to go out and see why people are shouting Chris Saliza and these frankly stupid ass uh, you know female guests this is a man fighting for universal health care universal education universal rent control if you feel that makes him anti-women if you feel that makes him uh, misogynist or too loud or rude or harsh then you don't know what the f*** is going on in this country. And more importantly, you don't care. About a year ago, we were on the ground to cover the Mountain Valley Pipeline, but there was also a pipeline, uh, the Union, excuse me, the Atlantic Coast Pipeline, a totally unnecessary, totally dangerous natural gas pipeline going through Virginia, North Carolina, and I believe Virginia, North Carolina, and parts of West Virginia. And shocker, shocker, they were going because with natural gas pipelines it's not just the pipeline it is massive um uh pressure stations where uh those pressure stations that help keep uh the gas at a high pressure as it travels along in the pipeline so they were building in a historically black community a majority black community a lot of older uh senior citizens in this black community so this big massive compressor station was basically being dumped in the backyard of a church with freed slaves where freed slaves are buried that compressor station which is going to emit methane and all sorts of toxic chemicals into this historically black community where freed slaves are buried they won the battle they won the battle 
uh, against this oil company, against this energy company, because the final uh, permits were denied because of the environmental racism. Because of the environmental racism, the uh, permits were denied. Well, shockingly, shockingly, the U.S. Supreme Court has announced that it will hear arguments on the Atlantic Coast Pipeline early next year. Because, you know, the Supreme Court works for corporate America, too. The U.S. Supreme Court has agreed to review a Fourth Circuit court decision revoking a key permit for Atlantic Coast Pipeline construction, a decision that effectively halted construction of the project. Atlantic Coast Pipeline spokesperson Aaron Ruby called the court's decision to review the case, quote, a very encouraging sign and provides a clear path forward to resolve the important issue. According to Ruby, arguments will be heard early next year with the decision expected by June. Ruby classified the pipeline as necessary for the economic vitality, environmental health, and energy security. So the Supreme Court basically going to essentially be willing to reverse this denial of the permit. Uh, in a joint statement, the Southern Environmental Law Center and the Sierra Club said, we will defend the lower court's decision in this case. The Atlantic Coast Pipeline is a dangerous, costly, and unnecessary project that we won't stand by while Duke and Dominion Energy try to force it on our public lands, threatening people's health, endangered species, iconic landscapes, and clean water along the way. Quote, since construction on the ACP began last year, seven crucial permits have been vacated, resulting in a halt to construction since December of 2018. Dominion Energy proposed this pipeline in 2014. In the years since, the energy landscape has changed dramatically, and we now know that this $7.8 billion pipeline is costly, unneeded, dangerous, and will only add to our greenhouse gas emission problems and burden Duke and Dominion customers with the cost for decades to come the Southern Environmental Law Center said. So this is definitely a story we are going to go back out and cover. But for those of you that are new subscribers, because we covered this a while ago, I want you to know what the potential victims of this pipeline look like. Again, very similar to Standing Rock, very similar to the uh, lead contamination in East Chicago. It seems that a lot of these issues, a lot of these pipelines, a lot of these uranium mines, a lot of these terrible, toxic, planet-destroying projects are being dumped on the reservations or the backyards of poor black and native and brown communities. I want to show you, and he does talk a little slow, but God is his words powerful. Here's part of the conversation I had at the church, Union Hill Church, with a descendant, we think, a descendant of a freed slave. There are freed slaves buried in this church where they are putting the compression station in the backyard of this church in a historically black community. Let's take a look at part of my interview from last year. Sad part about it all is Dominion ACP cannot guarantee uh, there will not be any leaks. As a matter of fact, they don't guarantee anything. Well, all pipelines leak. It's not really a matter of if, it's just what it happens. Exactly. And what we are looking at, what we are facing, when it leaks, 
in our water is automatically contaminated. Water is life. And we depend on underground water source for humans as well as our animals. I'm a farmer as well. I raise cattle. And we have several creeks on the property. And we use a well system for our water for our home. As a matter of fact, all the people in the area, all our neighbors the same way. So when our water, underground water source become contaminated, then we have no other source. To do these kinds of projects that they'll always put in uh, locations where there is little representation. Uh, people are, are basically poor. Uh, they're not considered so much in the mainstream. Uh, we're in a rural area. Um, uh, there are, you know, there are some educated folk there, but the ratio. And what they also did was, now federal law says that they can't really come there in our area. But how they skirted around it was they took the population of our community and spread it throughout the whole county. And so instead of being, uh, they diluted us by... <laughs> Oh, I knew that number right off the top of my head, but I think it was well over 20%. Well, I was listening before I came uh, to some of the reporting that's been done on this, and the oil companies, you know, they were surveying how many people live within a specific, uh, you know, yardage or specific area, and they said, oh, there's like 25 people within a couple hundred um yards or something like that. Not a couple hundred yards, but there was 25 people within a few couple blocks, and then uh, a reporter came around and did it, and it was 166. Six, right. So it seems like they purposely uh, basically tried to make it like not a lot of people live here. Purposely and intentionally. Mm -hmm. You know, even all of the reports of the Dominion, and when I speak of Dominion, it always represents the industry. Uh, they purposely and intentionally um, dilute the numbers and this, you know, it's, it's uh, misrepresentation. So that was, uh, uh, the first video was a resident uh, of Union Hill who, uh, you know, it's hard to guarantee, it's hard to know for sure, but uh, believes he's a descendant of freed slaves. Uh, that church we spoke to him at uh, has freed slaves buried right next to it, like right in the backyard and the compressor station for the Union Hill pipeline, which again will emit mass, mass methane and other contaminants into this poor black community, senior citizens mostly, is basically on top of a graveyard with freed slaves. America, United Corporations of America that is. So the Supreme Court now willing to hear this, meaning willing to possibly reverse a lower court's decision to stop this pipeline. This is why systemically the whole country is corrupt from the political, from the executive body, Trump, yes, corrupt, from the judicial to Congress. It's all corrupt. That is why you need radical political revolution.